Central podcast episode we don't know anymore we do it as and when we feel ready uh it's just nice to have that more relaxed approach rather than oh you have to do it this week you have to do it this week we have enough nagging in our lives as it is and when we feel like putting a podcast out it's always lovely because we actually want to do it that's why all three of us are here this afternoon isn't it yes Mm, yeah thank you gareth you said you were halfway through your meal yeah uh are you now fully through it no, no. I've got a mountain of mashed potato left and some chicken. Do you want to, do you want yeah. to hear what mashed potato sounds like through a microphone? Yeah, go yeah. crazy. Push it into the microphone. What? Hang on, wait. Did that make a sound? No. no. Okay, well, that's really disappointing. Mashed potato by its very nature isn't very audible, <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like crisps or something like that. Like, it's not crunchy, it's a bit smooth. Like an animal or something. Do you have any gravy or anything with it, Gareth? No. No? Is it just dry? Well, the the chicken has like a herby coating on it, so that's lending the juices on the plate a certain herbiness. Mmm. We all like herby oh, juices, don't we? It's weird, isn't it? I don't have time to make that's... gravy because we're doing this. Oh, oh, okay. So you do make it. Oh, well, gravy's instant. <laughs> well done, Gareth. You're going up in the world. What about you, Dave? What have you eaten tonight? Uh, I had fajitas. It was nice. Well, oh, that's very nice. Isn't it? Uh, that's exactly. what they do in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We eat Mexican food always. Thank you very much. You know. um, what did you I, have, Bob? I'm excited to thank hear. You very much. I got some mackerel from a tin. Oh. Uh, I put it into a sandwich. And then I just ate it because I couldn't be bothered to do anything Into as a, fancy a as go. You mean between two pieces of bread to make a sandwich? Yeah, I suppose. I didn't just get a ready-made sandwich. <laughs> oh, that's just like a BLT. More like a BMT. <laughs> With the M standing for mackerel. Tinned mackerel. I've never, hmm. I've never seen tinned mackerel, I'll be honest. It's quite nice. It's quite nice. Uh, obviously, they don't come like that in the sea. They're actually oh, yeah. I think sea. that's where I'm going wrong, mate. I'm yeah. going I'm going to the sea just going, where the fuck are the tins? They're kind of like oysters. Oh, right. Where you open the tin and then it's in there. You, you, know, you all often... You Sorry, don't eat Gareth, the tin. You don't eat the tin. You have to... They basically throw the tin away. It's a bit wasteful, isn't it? It's yeah. in skin. <laughs> but there you go. Recycle. But we're not here to talk about tins. We're not here to talk about mackerel. What we're here to talk about is games, and that's what we do better than 10% of the population out there. Yeah, I know. I know. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, So, without any ado... And yeah, deal. just name one or two today, please. Oh, okay. Um, just one. 
that, one that's or it. two. Oh, I don't know, man. You're kind of pushing it. Because I did do like loads of research about like you know the best deals. Yeah, you always um, do. Yeah, I know, and I'm, I'm just too good at it. Um, PlayStation has got an Easter sale on their no, PSN store. It's anywhere. quite good. It does because it's on to the 26th time. of April, mate. You know how slow this guy edits the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be out until the 29th. No, he'll be out before the 26th. What's the date? Easy. 22nd. 22nd. So you're saying he's going to be out in four days? Yes, guaranteed. Okay. Guaranteed. 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 Okay. Guaranteed. Okay. Exactly. Uh, quite a good deal actually if you haven't caught it already hopefully you have before this podcast comes out obviously um, and this is this should be old news to you but uh, there's quite a bit of DLC for under three quid um, oh thank you Gareth um, and that is DLC from the podcast <laughs> Gareth <laughs> Belching <laughs> beautiful Belch edition yeah um, yeah so we've got DLC from the likes of Watch Dogs 2 Dying Light and Star Wars Battlefront as well as ba- Batman Arkham City so you can get like characters and skin packs for under three quid. Um, games include the Assassin's Creed franchise, um, ranging from about three quid to ten pounds, um, depending on the age All of very vague, the game. Isn't it? Yeah, it's, well, you wanted me to be quick. Uh, Assassin's Creed, for example, is three pound fifty, but Assassin's Creed Three is a fiver. If you go to the most recent one, I think Black Flag. Which is no. Seven. Well, that's not the most recent one. I'm just saying. Yeah, but um, Black Flag is, I think, <laughs> Black eight Flag. pounds. Eight pounds. Yeah. Eight um, pounds for an Assassin's Creed game. Yes. If you can I, get one for three pound fifty, mate. If I weren't just... eating, I would vomit. <laughs> no, you can. In vomit. excitement or just disgust. <laughs> yeah. Both. Um. We've got Far Cry 2 and 3 uh, also there for £4 each and Just Cause... Is this Cause... PlayStation 3 or...? This is PlayStation 3. Um, there's not a lot of PlayStation 4 games, I'll be honest. There is Grim Fandango for 4 yeah. quid. That's a PlayStation 4 game. Uh, indie. Uh, but the rest are PlayStation 3 games. It's quite difficult finding the PlayStation 4 games for under a 5, Rob. No, that's um, about it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you did. When? Because you said you wanted deals. Under a fiver is a deal. Yeah, but say, I don't know, if there was Horizon Zero Dawn for £10, mm. that would be a deal. Yeah, but it's not, because Horizon Zero Dawn is not in the sale. And if it was, it would probably be about 40 quid. Yeah, but I'm saying, you said anything that's a deal has to be under £5. Well, because you wanted deals. Sorry, I Rob, still think I... Horizon Zero Dawn was for £10 is a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course it's a deal, but you're not going to get it. <laughs> no, but find us something that's a deal. <sighs> you know, Assassin's Creed Black Flag for £8 isn't a deal, like Gareth said. I can go into CEX and probably get it for that. No, you can't actually. How much? I'm going to check right now. Go on, carry on with your list. Checking CEX, right, so I'm going to check how much... Um, what's the name is? Um, oops. This is going to make great audio. That's this is saying. making fantastic audio. Carry Sorry, on. I'm just checking just because Rob's being a right knob. Uh, I can't see a fucking deal for Horizon Zero Dawn. Sorry, Rob. I've tried. There we go. No, I'm saying. Look, sharp. Uh, <laughs> the Easter sale. There's more on. 
but you know, it's quite good. You're a moron. Xbox is quite poor, I'll be honest. This uh, Whoa. this week. Uh for the sales, I mean. Okay. Is that storefront is shocking. Like going out to Microsoft, your storefront is awful. Like genuinely yeah. awful. Uh even on the Xbox system, I can't fucking search for anything. Um you can't, you know, there's not a list. It just gives you like a such a narrow view of the games in which you can see. It's like, oh these are the games that you'll be interested in. Yeah, what about yeah. the other Oh yeah, no, no, fuck them. You don't want them. Anyway, uh, my round over. Uh, Games of Gold this uh, month. You've got Rise, Son of Rome, which is quite good actually. And Dead Sim Two. Yeah. How much is that? Yeah. They're free. Games of Gold. Is that less than Uh, five pounds? Yeah, that's That's a deal then, isn't it? Free. Exactly. Thank you. You a lot of that. You got a lot of that in the script or whatever it's called. No, it's still the week, mate. How much is a month of gold? Uh, a month of gold is a fiver. Oh, only just. So you get two games for a fiver, <laughs> actually. So it's better. It's two fifty each. Yeah. Boom. Um, anyway, so the Xbox storefront was crap. So I decided to look on CEX. Um, again, Xbox One games. You've got Titanfall, Thief, Watch Dogs, Sunset Overdrive, and Wolfenstein: New Order for six quid. Um, yeah. Whoa, all those excellent. games for six quid? No, six quid each. I'm not that But they're not a bargain then. It's not under five pounds. <laughs> My God. You make one rule, take it away with the other. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't oh. get it. Look, this is my if. I can make it whatever I fucking well want, okay? It's, it's just um, erratic. Because I was on in uh, or on the CEX website, I decided to check out Nintendo deals, mm. uh, Gareth. <laughs> just for you. Cool. <laughs> okay. So the Switch console is £300. Oh, nice. Okay, Zelda is 45 quid. Super Bonham, Bomberman for the Bonaman. Switch. <laughs> Bonaman. It's Bonaman. <laughs> Bomberman, I just can't speak English. Um, Super Bomberman, £45. Uh, this, this, I'm um, probably... That it's, it's difficult for me to say this without, um, you know, fainting because it's such a good deal. One, two, Switch, 38 quid. Wow. Wow. Uh-huh. 50 pounds off the RRP. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, obviously, the game of the year for the Nintendo, Just Dance 2017, £35. Pounds. Just dance. Just dance. Do it. Come on. Uh, anyway, uh, on the Steam store, their special offers are literally like through the roof. Uh, there's yeah. about 76 pages of deals. Um, I did check the cheaper end, so I'm sorry, Rob. <laughs> I've heard you like the cheaper end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not going to say something about your mum there. I could have done. Oh. oh. Oh, dear. Anyway, you've got um, Saints Row 3, 4, and 5 for 2.75 each, which is quite good. That's quite um, good. Are N++. Huh? Saints Row 5, is that a thing? Yeah. I, oh. No, it's well, not. It's poor. It's I four. think you're thinking about Gat out of hell. Yeah, it's um. the... Yeah, but it's technically like a, its own game, isn't it? So I always call it five. Even Aren't though. we all? Yeah. Uh, you've got N++, which is like that arcade indie ninja game. Oh, yeah. Um, that's for 550. That's quite good. You've got um, the Stalker games, which are like a predecessor to like the Fallout games. 
really good um, PC RPGs. Um, they start from £3.89, go all the way up to about um, a tenner. Uh, and then you got Armor 2 for £1.50 and Overlord 2 for £1.75. Well, like I said, there are pages of games under Fiverr on the Steam Store. Just pages. Um, absolute pages. Um, so check them out yourself. Uh, but like I said, I reckon Steel of the Week this week, one two switch for 38 quid. Mm. You know, for for a game uh, yeah. by Nintendo under 40 quid, you know, that's the best yeah. you can get, really. First part of Nintendo, this joins the list of like Mario, Zelda, Metroid, right up there. Yeah, exactly. Once you switch, it's probably going to be the game of the century for Nintendo. Well, I mean, the thing is, the cheaper it goes down in price, the better it is because of how many games you get. Exactly. Good point, actually. And actually, maybe it becomes vintage. Exactly. uh, (laughs) (laughs) See, can we just say, I was uh, walking around today. Obviously... I wasn't just walking around. I had something to do. <laughs> oh, you weren't just aimlessly walking. <clears throat> and for some reason, out of nowhere, everyone seems to think that Gareth, can you sit down? <laughs> Sorry, mate. I'm 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 shut still. I'm shut still. Thank you. Um, for some reason, everyone seems to have got together in um, retail and kind of thought that gaming consoles are now antiques. And it was such things as the N64 for £60, the NES for £70, the Dreamcast for £55. And I was just thinking, I swear it was only a few weeks ago that we were all... You could pick them up for a tenner. I just don't understand it. Especially the NES and the SNES. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense because it's not even a usable console. Like, no. they're trying to sell it as if it's like an antique, oh, keep it on your ornament, you know, oh, yeah, you really need to, like... But it's not, it's not a display case item, is it? It's not nice no. to look at. Let's be honest, it's a grey box. It's all yellow in. But it's not mint condition, is it? Yeah, like you said, yeah. it's probably sunstained. So you're sitting there going 70 quid for a sunstained console, which isn't, yeah. you know, display case worthy. I don't think anyone's going to want to do that, are they? <laughs> 70 quid. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know if it's because the... The longer that all these co- companies have been out of the gaming, in, well, like hardcore, you would say, mm-hmm. uh, with selling retro consoles, it's like now we've got sort of hipsters and stuff working in there. They probably do think. <laughs> Actually, yeah, this is fucking a gem. Yeah. This is a diamond in the rough, mate. Oh, <laughs> yeah. look at this. This is one of those snares. Ne- I've never seen one before. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, I'm going to take out for a walk on a lead with my beard and tattoos. It's like they look on the back of it and they see the RGB connection, the scar, yeah. and they go, oh shit! Oh, that's brilliant. Have we even got a television with this scar? Am I pronouncing that correct? Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> I've got a shabby chic television to play it on. Yeah. Yeah, Retro. so there you go. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah. 70 quid. What a waste. 70 quid. That was That's with no games as well. Does that come with a controller? Yeah, fucking of course yeah, there's no games. Can you find the game for the SNES? <laughs> <laughs> you know, one two switch. <laughs> one two. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Back is compatible. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good old. Oh, that game. Oh God. I'm Can I hold the one two switch, please? Yes. Do you want yeah. that on disc or cartridge? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. What is a cartridge? <laughs> Have you seen the hipster that works in um, Elton? See it? No, I don't. Um, I haven't visited no, Elton yeah. High Street for a while. I've visited Elton. I just haven't been you got to, you got to, you got to really. 
The last half of that meal. That's it. <clears throat> so, if I'm no, quiet, it's because of my vom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's brilliant. Let's go straight to the news. Straight Come. to the nudes. So, the news this week, Gareth, one of the biggest news uh, stories has to be that they're actually planning to release a mini SNES. Now, <laughs> I actually preferred the uh, mini, well, the SNES over the NES if I had to. And um, whilst I liked the, the look of the mini NES, which you can get in CX for £190 secondhand, um, I would have loved a uh, mini a SNES uh, because... That I'd never had a NES. Okay, uh-huh. mm. is this something you would like? I don't have uh, like any nostalgia for the SNES at all, personally. Oh, but the um, <clears throat> this sort of well, quote unquote news came on the back of them saying they're just cancelling the NES. They're not going to make any more. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to sell. Even though it's the most in-demand thing they've ever made. They're just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, Can't what you want? Oh no, fuck it, it don't matter. They just have no idea what their customers want at all. Nope. Even when they tell them, they they tell them with their money, they're like, dude, we want this, make more of this. They're like, nah, fuck off. No, it's because Nintendo wants to create like um, like this product or the market of demand. So if I make a limited number of said item, it it then becomes more valuable. And yeah, so but therefore... on the second-hand market. Yeah, that's it. On the sec, uh, that's what I don't understand. So exactly. why are you why are you only making like you just said like what forty thousand you know shipped consoles and then be like oh yeah there's only forty thousand in the entire world and yeah. you know oh no we're not going to do any more because we want to focus all our efforts on this micro console now. Yeah. So it's backwards. They're so, yeah, back. I... They're a strange company, aren't they? Bless their little hearts. It's like they just don't understand what they've got, or it's yeah. like they do understand what they've got, but they want to milk it. Like if they could like release like a SNES console which has, you know, an internet connection, and they would charge you forty five pounds to you know play Mario Three, or and one know. to Switch, yeah, uh, and they probably would do that. I wouldn't actually put it beside them that that's what they're going to do. Like they will slowly release or rent. Because that's what they did on the Wii U, wasn't it? You could rent. You couldn't buy. You couldn't purchase. But you could rent classic titles. And, really? Know, yeah. And just have them like delivered to your console. But, like, you didn't own them. It was just oh, like, okay. you know... It was just like owning Netflix, for example. Like, you know, pay me a five a month and you can watch my media library. But once you stop paying, on, you can't do it Yeah. Again. So, I know. Yeah. It makes you sick. Um, I want a mini Mega Drive. So, Sega, if you're listening. It's coming out, isn't it? Shut oh, up. Hang on. Well, there's yeah, quite Sega... a few sort of third-party ones. That aren't Sega Mega Drive. 50 yeah. quid. 80 inbuilt games. Yeah, but that's one of those crap ones. It's the oh, emulation. yeah, it is. Sorry, I just realised. It's well, the emulation. Called, like... That's what people yeah. like. They like, you know, if I'm going to play a game, it needs to be emulated to perfection. They can't be these crappy 
sort of ports of these classic games because they're not as I remember them. No. Well, I think we discussed this previously, is that, you know, our memory is always in HD. <laughs> like, yeah. And then you go back to, like, Metal Gear Solid 1 and it's all blocks and square faces. And you're just like, it never used to look like this. Did it used to look like this? It didn't. But it's, like, it's know, just, not, yeah, not the way they do it. Um, but what I was going to say is some of the games we play now, when they're in, like, 60, 60 hertz and stuff like that, like Sonic, if you put the European version compared to the Japanese and American version together... Mm it's like 20% faster than we have. And like all the music and the, the gameplay is sped up to tw- uh, like 20% faster. So um, that's what they would have been used to. But we got the slower games because uh, our outputs wasn't be able to, weren't able to handle it, which is rude. The faster Sonic is, though, the, you know, the better he performs. So mm. He does, Gareth, but... We never got those games, and it's it's only now when we start getting like Xbox Live Arcade, when we play the likes of the Streets of Rage Connection, which is fantastic uh, emulation of those three games, and you've got the Golden Axe Collection as well, yeah. uh, the Sega Ages Collection. They're really good, so that's what you want. It doesn't matter if you've got 80 Mega Drive games on this tiny console. Do you remember those plug-and-play crap things that used to be really popular? Yeah, I bought one. It was called like a Sega Reactor. I think yeah. it was just um, it was like you said it was like a controller and on the end of the controller was like a a box which I assume yeah. like had like a micro SD card in it which had all the games yeah. and you, yeah, you plug it into the HDMI cable and yeah you just played along but it was like it just it crashed half the time they were just so yeah. bad I had the Mortal Kombat one and it was so slow and the controls were so sluggish it's pretty much unplayable. I have to say, just... though, the Sega Reactor is an awesome name. It is. It sounds yeah, like it that. just reacts to anything Sega. Yeah. <laughs> I can't Which is why I, do. I used to do that back in the day. Let's just Google that now. Um... Gareth, what's, what's the yeah, next shit. news story this week? The what? The next news story. Uh, the next news story this week is that the uh, Switch is doing very well sales-wise and uh, it got announced that the attach rate for The Legend of Zelda on Switch is <laughs> more than 100%. What? They've sold more what? copies of Zelda for the Switch than they have Switch consoles. Okay. How's that? What? Yeah. It's good People that, must have traded, traded it in when they finished or sold it. Realised there were no other games and then bought it. Bought it back. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Or did they buy two... Well, actually, genuinely, I reckon this is the case. They bought one to play with and one to keep in its cellophane case in their, in their Zelda, you know, Twilight Corner where, like, they keep all exactly. their, like, their Zelda goods and they're like, oh. So every yeah. single, like, freak... Every Zelda freak just decided to like buy two. That's what they're like, though, isn't it? Those people. <laughs> Fucking hell. They love all that. So that's ridiculous. That is weird. <laughs> um, is there the... any games coming out for it? Is that news? <laughs> Mario Kart 8, which I'm obviously no. not going to get, because Mario Kart 8 is shit. So that's it for you, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've not completed Zelda yet, so... <laughs> and well, it's not shot. as good as you thought it'd be. 
it's very very good actually it's just not i, I had to play mass effect so. no you didn't yes i did you didn't it's my we'll sickness talk about rob what we've been playing all right right okay my god what the fuck <laughs> right project scorpio it's not a project oh, anymore yeah. is it dave it's specs have been released online no one can really decipher them unless you're a nerd which we're not uh, but it's apparently going to be more powerful than the PlayStation 4 Pro. Ooh. <laughs> no, generally, yeah, I'm quite excited. Um, I bet you are. For this. I'll, uh, again, though, because it's all hype. And, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of avoided all the news stories mm-hmm. about it. Because until I can physically see, like, an E3 release, for example, or something comparable... Then it's just all hearsay because you know they. I remember with like the Xbox One, everyone was shouting about how it's going to be like you know forty times better than the three sixty, and oh, it's going to be super quick, and oh yeah, you're going to be able to. I can't remember one of like you're going to be able to add your own hard drives to it or something, and then that got changed, and oh, the multimedia features, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, and then you're going to be able to share your consoles or like your purchases with your friends. Oh yeah. no, that's been cancelled. Oh no, uh, oh yeah, then you're going to be able to, um, you know, have a home Xbox and then share DLC. Well, that kind of still works, but not exactly as they intended it to. So, even though they've posted these specs up, it's not. You don't know it's how true finalised exactly. Yeah. Um, it can do 4K, which again is. I think 4K is good for gaming. Like, you know, if it's as technology, it's a bit pointless for, say, watching movies or television. But for gaming, 4K does actually matter. Uh, It means that, you know, like you said before, Rob, is that, you know, the frames per second are going to be quicker. It means that the graphics are going to be about 100 times better than HD. And it means that you can get a lot more, you know, depth fulfilled to your worlds, which is fantastic, especially if it's something like Horizon Zero Dawn, where you want to see every single inch of that space and you know you want it to stretch for as far as your eyes could physically see but you know so that's that's exciting um yeah. again cost we're not sure i reckon it's going to be extremely expensive um oh, again I'm could a it bit... be comparable to a supercomputer isn't it yeah that's what i mean <laughs> it really is and like you know they can cost you know north of a thousand pounds so you sit there yeah. and you just go you know that's a scary thing but can it really compete is it going to be you know they've got loads of specs about the graphics and you know how quick it can run um which is interesting for me but i'm not going to bore the users by explaining it but (laughs) yeah you know it's it's a lot of graphical power it can do 4k it means that it can re the refresh rate on the screen is going to be quicker which means that you know you're your fight scenes are going to be more fluid. The the cutscenes will probably be as close to real life as we could possibly imagine at this point. So, you know, graphically it's quite interesting. But again, there's there's still worries about the um, the price of it. Whether they're you know are they now trying to compete with um, the. Switch. the yeah, I'm not going to complete the switch. It's 4K graphics. Yeah. No, with um with the PC console and the PC markets. Um, yeah. And I I will be more interested to see what the interface offers. I'll be more interested 
to know less about the graphics and less about the actual hardware that goes into the console and more to do with you know the upcoming games whether there's going to be like a marketplace um and what microsoft has installed in that side of things because you know hardware is only as good as you know as as the designers of the games if the if the studios of the games don't want to make you know nope. games that good is it going to be backwards compatible if we you know if we make games for the scorpio can we actually backtrack it to an xbox one release as well but well, they're gonna have uh, to they can't make uh exclusive games i've already said they won't yeah but then that's it is it literally just a 4k playstation yeah you know and that's it we don't know that we don't, don't know, know that, that. Uh, but what we do know is that the next Call of Duty will be set in World War Two. Hey! Because hey. so we need to still. go back to those times. Yeah, I know, but they're just doing the same shit. Sorry, they're just fucking. They've different. calmed down. <sighs> you just used a swear word there as well. Sorry. Sorry I do not know what is going on with you lately. <laughs> you get a bit out of control. Your teachers <laughs> have been ringing home, telling <laughs> yeah. us how naughty you've been. He's been off work for two weeks. That's why he thinks he's hard again. Oh, I'm an hard yeah. nut, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I actually, I for one, with this new generation of consoles, I'm looking forward to World War Two shooter. Why is that Why is that funny, Gareth? <laughs> Just... Did you play Medal of Honor Frontline? We've had, like, fucking billions of World War Two shooters. Yeah, and like not on this generation. Four set in space, and everyone's like, oh, fucking space. Fucking sick <laughs> yeah. of Call of Duty in space now. When Let's that newest Call of Duty in space was actually, by all accounts, really good. Yeah, but no one wants anything in space. You can get lost in space. And people forget that. Mm, true. Okay. Very true. You can get lost. I just don't know. Look, is it going to be any different to what we've had in the past? No. Like, yes. Let's be honest. Is it how? Come on. Because World War Two was one of the most brutal uh, wars out there. You know, the brutality yeah. that humans showed each other um, was awful. And it was dirty, it was gritty, it was grimy. I think one of the problems that has faced us with, you know, Destiny, Titanfall, uh, Halo, street, uh, Streets of Rage. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't know. Aliens. <laughs> never out of I your mind. I don't know why that literally comes That's set in the future and we always fight aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dave. You know I get really feel really self conscious. Sorry, Rob. Um, and basically, we haven't seen that in this generation of consoles. You know, it was all uh, Medal of Honor Frontline, uh, Call of Duty Big Red One, Call of Duty <laughs> Free. You know, these games. That that was what it what it was. But Call of Duty World at War, Call of Duty. Call World at War two. was not World of War World War Two, young man. What it was Nazis, mate. Yeah, wasn't it Nazi zombies? And let's be honest, Nazis are the best enemies ever. Oh yeah, yeah he's yeah. a unanimous there's a lot, enemy. There's a lot of star power in Nazis. Yeah. yeah. Like come on, um is it Sniper Elite has been selling that, you know, for four games yeah. now and people aren't bored of shooting Hitler in the head with a sniper rifle. No. People so, like Nazis, and we haven't seen it for a while, unless they're zombies. But I want to shoot an actual zombie in the head, not a zombie, a human <laughs> an, being, an actual Nazi in the head. 
Yeah, an actual Nazi. You're, you're less interested with the zombies K. and more interested in the human element. Oh, you could say that, Gareth. <laughs> you could say that. Um, such is The Walking Dead, isn't it? What a fucking yeah. awful series finale that was. Please don't ruin it. I'm, I, I actually could ruin it. I'd forget it by the time I actually watch it. Thanks. You're probably on like season one or something. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't begun watching it. <laughs> what a dickhead. Jeez. You have no right to tell people not to spoil it. I know, I just realised. Actually, no. You know, it's, I'm probably about seven years behind everyone else. So you go spoil yeah. that shit. <laughs> That's what she said. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but, no, Dave, come on. Don't you sometimes feel like spoiling your girlfriend? Who's seven years younger? No. <laughs> How old would she She'd be? She'd still be legal, right? Yeah. She, she still would. Yeah. That's fine, yeah, Dave. Yeah, yeah, she'll be 19. All right, go and spoil her. Hey. Right, so... Anyway, yeah, that's... cool. Look. Right, that's rude. <laughs> so what about, I just what about World War One? Well, Battlefield's got that covered, hasn't exactly. it? Exactly. Listen, it still hasn't got it covered. World War One weapons were some of the most archaic. There were no sort of um, automatic weapons back then. Apart from, you know, every weapon in Battlefield 1. <laughs> yeah, which it shouldn't have been. Uh, but my dad used to collect uh, World War 1 and 2 weapons. Um, yeah. And we used to... Did I show you some of them, Dave? Yes, 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 oh, I do yeah. remember. Yeah. My dad used to collect World War 1 and World War 2 weapons. What, you were like, Dave, do you want to come over and look at some weaponry? No, he had a barbecue around his dad's house, and that's when we yeah. saw the guns. And yeah, and we okay. used to dress up as Nazis and stuff and run around. Exactly. The and he used to be a zombie, and I used to shoot him in the head. You know, it was fun times. Man. Oh, back then, back back in those days. <laughs> Didn't you meet uh, when you were like seventeen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave like was twenty-three. Oh, I'm yeah. a zombie. Run around I'm the back garden. Like, look. Listen, okay. when a man loves a boy, <laughs> you can't, you can't deny it. You love my hair more. <laughs> Your hair was incredible. You still probably haven't got it back, have you? Of course I haven't. <laughs> no. No, I don't know. It's really uncomfortable with long hair. Are you playing a game, Rob? No. Hmm. does sound like right. it. Sorry. <laughs> Do you mean like a psychological game or? <laughs> no. <laughs> A video no, game. A console. Oh, it, it sounds like you're playing on your PlayStation. Um, no. Nah. Yeah, he's definitely playing on his video. Yeah, that's the sound of buttons. Listen, what, what I'm saying, girls, is uh, that's it for the news this week. Oh, okay. um, if you, Gareth, if you want to send in any news ideas for next week, please do. Yeah, I was eating, mate, so I forgot. <laughs> right then. <laughs> Now on to what have we been playing, Gareth? Alright, let's Because I've got a feeling this one's going to be pretty long. That's what <laughs> she said? Yeah, exactly. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to this week's Video Game Music segment. I'm Gareth. Uh, it's Sunday night. It's 12 minutes past 11 on Sunday night, to be precise. And I'm editing this podcast uh, to have it out hopefully by Monday. So, with that being in mind, uh, I'm just going to kind of rush right to the song. Um, didn't have much time to look for any uh, new music, so I'm going to play an old classic from the Hotline Miami 2 soundtrack. So, from the Hotline Miami 2 soundtrack, this is by Carpenter Brutz, 
and it's called Roller Mobster.
Who's going to start this week? I bet it's Gareth, innit? Should Dave Let's start? Let's just go, Gareth. What, me? Yeah. <sighs> Why makes you say that? Because has Dave been playing anything relevant to the, any conversation? No offence, no, Dave. No, he's beaten down, mate. He's not allowed <sighs> to Fucking hell. Alright, fair enough. Rude. Oh, no. I'll come to mine. No, 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 no. You start with your fucking Andromeda flick. Oh, we're ruining Andromeda. it for everyone. You ruined it earlier. Yeah, as I was to say, you wrecked it. By saying that you play it over Zelda. Yeah. Well, that's because I have a mental problem where I like you Mass do. Effect. Yeah, everyone likes Mass Effect, but it's okay to not like Andromeda. Well, it's not bad. You're such a hipster, it's unbelievable. <laughs> what? If everyone, Dave, if everyone was saying it was the best game ever made, he would mm-hmm. hate it. I'll guarantee. What? Yeah. But I... Because everyone's like, oh, it's a bit glitchy. And it's yeah. like, the story's not very good. He's just He's like, like, I haven't encountered any glitches. Yeah. Oh, I don't get glitches on my fucking PC. Yeah, I don't like, I like the way their faces don't move properly. Mine's yeah. with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it when his face melds into the <laughs> um, computer console and he starts gnawing on his chest. <laughs> oh, it's so realistic. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but when I said I thought Zelda was amazing and agreed with everyone else... Yeah, you were just a hits about them as but well. What? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows Zelda is just good. I can't even argue with that. It it looks pretty good, and I probably would enjoy playing it. Pretty good. Well, pretty I've good. Be, I've got to be, you know, in the middle. I mean, it's no one-two switch, obviously, but <laughs> oh, that, God. No. how's that say so you about blow my world? So I've completed Mass Effect Andromeda. Mm-hmm. I really oh, liked it. Uh, I had fun I liked the story I thought where it ended was really interesting place for that universe to be in I I don't understand where all the uh, the naysayings come from is it one of those situations where you literally can't or you don't want to what's the difference well like sometimes I'll play a game and I'll say I literally cannot see what people were complaining about uh and then there was times where okay yeah i can see that that's a problem but i'm choosing to ignore it for my own uh enjoyment of the game well it's like i said last time like all the glitches and shit people are seeing i haven't really seen like the people are like complaining about the stiff faces but like faces in video games in general aren't much better than what's in andromeda like no the voice acting is by and large pretty good across the board in Andromeda. Like combat's fun. Yeah. I had a good time role playing as this character. I, I don't know. It, I just was it a girl it. or a guy? I played a lady rider. A weirdo. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're pulling ladies, it's better to look at two ladies than one man and a lady, isn't it? Or two men. Yes. See, always the two men. Always two men. <laughs> the thing is, Gareth, yeah? Mm-hmm. Who says homosexuality is wrong? Because it's not. No one says that. Well, people you just say it. Well, well pe- people do, but not us. <laughs> yeah, no one uh, <laughs> Homosexuality is not wrong, but if I'm spending like 40 hours of game time trying to pull another character, it's not going yeah, to be a bloke. Because I don't, I don't like pulling men. <laughs> Good point. Uh, what do you think of the story? Because that's been another complaint to say that it's, it falls a bit flat. 
Um, I think the main reason it falls a bit flat is because the enemy is very poor. They just are evil for for no reason. Yeah, they exist <laughs> to be evil. Yeah, yeah, they exist to be evil. They're one of those people. But like the so places... why are you doing this? Because I can. You know. Kind yeah. of, yeah. But the places the story goes, uh, like the locales it takes you to, some of the locations in this game are genuinely really interesting and like jaw-dropping. There's one, like one of the final places you visit in the game is like proper spectacular to look at and I, I obviously don't want to spoil it because you guys are always going to play it to completion. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, some point. yeah totally. Game of the Year edition when all the DLC's out, you know. Yeah, oh, yes. I am waiting. <laughs> Mainly did for you... money, but I'm also waiting for the game of the edition. <laughs> did you also like Dragon Age in that, though? Uh, I never completed Dragon Age because halfway through oh. I got a glitch that meant I could never, ever get past it. Was that just oh. the first one, or have you tried the others? Yeah, the first one. There was <laughs> There's a forest, and in the forest there's werewolves, and one of the werewolves in the forest became invincible. <laughs> That's, that sounds like a children's tale. I couldn't ever kill it, and then I tried like deleting my save, and then playing yeah. half an hour more up until that point, and that one werewolf was still invincible. And I'd like quit the game, come back in, and it'd still be invincible. Go back even further, like two hours of game time, play those two hours again, get to the forest, and that one werewolf was still invincible. Oh, that would have been annoying. It didn't make so you didn't sense. play Dragon Age Two or Inquisition? No, I didn't. No. no. Which a lot of people have been comparing Andromeda to Inquisition with like Bioware being getting lazy or some shit. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. But I, well, yeah. they're bought by their own by EA now. They don't really have to fight for their survival, do they? Well, that's it. I think yeah, that's it. I think everyone is just overly. I don't think they're saying is that Andromeda is necessarily a shit game. It's just disappointing for the budget, for the time, and for the studio. It's just not as good as everyone expected yeah. it to be. Because if you, like you just said, Bob, if you sign up with someone like EA, you've got a budget, you've got like almost infinite resources, and you yeah. know we ex- people expect it to be a fantastically clean and you know glitch-free game. And for even one glitch to come out, it's kind of unacceptable because, you know, don't you dare release a game like this and say, oh, yeah, this is complete. No, it's not. Yeah, it clearly isn't fucking um, <laughs> complete. Um, and, you know, I think that's the that's the biscuit that takes it, really. I mean, that's the biscuit that takes it. That's the biscuit that takes it. Get that on a T-shirt. That is the biscuit that takes it. This game came out just before the end of, like, the fiscal year, right? Yeah. Uh, which is a big, like, coincidence, or they forced them to put it out a few months early, which yeah. seems more likely. Probably, um, actually, when you say it like that. But, yeah, I, a lot of people are going to keep shitting all over Andromeda for months because it's the cool thing to do right now. But for me, like, when it gets to the end of the year, it's probably going to be in my top five, at least, because I just fucking love Mass Effect, and for me, this was a really solid entry in the series that gave me all my happy Mass Effect time. And Gareth, let's talk about as someone that loves sound. I really love the soundtrack to Mass Effect 2 and 3. Right. Um, Does it carry on in the same vein of it's very much like Daft Punk's Tron soundtrack. 
Um, yeah, there's nowhere near uh, as iconic oh, music in, in Andromeda. Because I agree with you, Mass Effect 2 and 3 had some fantastic music. Yeah. Just like in Mass Effect 2 when you were um, like scanning planets and firing probes at them, just the music that would play yeah. during that little segment. Like I can still hear that in my head whenever I want, yeah. and it's perfect. Uh, yeah, I it's think called they Spotify. Might... <laughs> I think they might actually reuse that piece of music in Andromeda. If not, it sounds very, very similar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's probably the thing that underwhelmed me most about the game is because last episode we did, I wanted to put some Andromeda music as the music segment, yeah. and there's just no good music in that game. No, it's really disappointing. Oh, I'm okay. setting up, guys. Ah, well done, mate. I think I've oh. recovered from this chicken and mashed potato fiasco I ate earlier. That's going to be coming out of you, <laughs> All right, so. You you played you tried to play Zelda, bless your heart. But Mass Effect was too the pull was too strong. The pull was too strong. <sighs> so you haven't started it really. Zelda. Yeah. I'm one dungeon away from completing it. Oh. I just so- I was that close to completing Zelda, and then Mass Effect came out, and just all my time switched to Mass Effect instead. Switched. Hey! Well done, one two switch. That is that's quality, Rob. Thank you. Right, so Dave, yes, what have you been playing this week? If you don't mind me asking, you've had a week off. Yeah, I I have. Um, Due to lack of funds, I haven't been able to actually buy (laughs) any new games. So I have been relying quite heavily on the games of gold from Xbox. Um, luckily, I download every single game of gold, so I've got Smart. about 15 games which are just sitting <laughs> on my Xbox, which I haven't touched. <laughs> okay, so I'm re- at the moment, I'm just going through them. What are you bloody um, spending your money on? Like wedding stuff. Oh, Jesus Christ, Christ. what a fucking waste! Yeah, but no, like <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn and that, you could say is for wedding. Yeah. yeah, but I've also got to buy a PlayStation 4 for that. But the winners have only got an Xbox. Yeah, but you could say you're using a PS4 for your wedding. I could, but I also <laughs> can't. The music player. The no, music player. <laughs> that's not happening. That's what I've hired a DJ, mate. Blu-ray. That's probably cost the exact same. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, but I did play Rise, Son of Rome. Go I on, am mate. currently, f- um, you know, four years late. Yeah. But uh, I finally got there. Um, Grant, you know, seeing as this is a release title for the Xbox One, it was kind of it's it's one of those titles that was like you know cinematic. Let's show off what the Xbox One can do. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and to be fair, it still holds up um, graphically. Like Crytek have done an extremely good job. Um, yeah. With the graphics, with the cutscenes, the story, it is a very solid game. Um, yeah. It's kind of one of those games that you get used to the fighting. Um, it's a bit like God of War, where like you know, it's like you've got you've got your you know your your heavy attack, your light attack. You've got your dodge. You've got your you know sprint, and you get used to just using them in combat. And each enemy has its own um, you know button to or 
string of attacks to defeat it. Oh, that guy's got a shield, so I've got to do a heavy attack and then attack. It's, it's kind of like rock paper scissors, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit like rock paper scissors for the cinematic execution. So you knock down their health enough, and then this execution comes up. Now, I embarrassingly didn't realise that you could improve your executions until uh. about <laughs> I'm going to say there are eight chapters in the game. Um, chapter six. <laughs> yeah, but it's not really made that clear, is it? About no, that. it really isn't. Like the um, tutorial is really quite basic. It's just like, yeah. oh, here's a tutorial screen. Um, like, oh, here's the upgrade screen. This is where you upgrade shit. And we were like, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it's almost like it. It doesn't tell you what it does. Like, you, I've got a focus meter, and quite honestly, I've completed the game now, and I still don't know what focus does. Yeah. I haven't got a clue, but you know, I've I've upgraded it to the max. I've got maximum focus. Whatever. Maybe it's just more focused. I haven't got a clue. Yeah, it might just be in more focus. You know, yeah. if I take all those upgrades away, maybe it's blurry as hell. <laughs> It'll uh, be really blurry. So <laughs> out of focus, and you're sitting there going, "God, oh, I can't see more it. focus." Um, obviously, health improves your health. You've got strength, and quite honestly. I cannot see the improvement in the strength. So my strength yeah. is now maximum and I don't kill enemies quicker. It just feels like the upgrades are absolutely pointless. I'm still the tank that I was on episode one. Then I get to, you know, chapter eight. It doesn't matter. Um, but it is, like I said, it is a good game. I enjoyed playing it. The story was well-rounded. It felt like I was actually involved in it. It had a good variety of, um, action scenes. Um, a good variety of different um like almost mini games that you can play um so you've got like you know the heavy weaponry you can use like the the centurion i can't remember what they're called like the crossbows where like you fire like just massive yeah, yeah. like harpoons into people uh you know you've got different infantry that attack you've got you know a chance to actually get into formation and you control people throwing spears or firing arrows uh like castle defense missions you've got uh like sneaking missions which don't last long thank god because quite honestly this roman cannot sneak for shit um, racist i'm just saying He's what, got so much it... armor on, he can't crouch. Literally yeah. can't crouch. And every single time he, he like, so it was in a forest, you meant to sneak around these, like, rebels. But every single time he moved, you could audibly hear his armor, like, clanging next to, like, you know, against each other. Because he's got this massive shield that he's got a hold above his head as well. And just like, the mo you're, you're, like, the most obvious, like, thing in this whole forest. Yeah. Well, um, like I said, I wasn't bored. Like, even though the missions and even the chapters, they felt very samey when it came to, like, the fights, I wasn't bored playing it. Yeah. I, you know, it was... It it took... And to think of it, if this is one of the first games on Xbox, and quite honestly, there's games now that haven't got story modes as good as this. Mm hmm And you sit there and just go, that is quite disappointing. Like, if a game it as big as, say, Battlefield 1 has a mediocre story compared to this one that came out four years ago. I said, that's something seriously wrong. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's games like this where, and even the multiplayer, it's an actual co-op arena where you enter different coliseums, you fight waves of, like, monsters and, you know, infantry. But there's a story attached to that as well. So even though, because in the Colosseums they used to like invent stories uh, and then the gladiators used to recite them, 
like actively killing each other. But like, so oh, it'd yes. be like, it'd be like, oh yeah, this is the fight. Or uh, this is when Zeus fought for Aphrodite's like love, and like they'll tell that story. But like, you're destroying people and executing them, and it does. It yeah. just adds a little bit more to the game. But like, that's a full co-op experience, and mm-hmm. you know, it's still active and working today. So. It's- is that um, is that blue song in the game? Um, no, oh. no, no, sadly not, mate. Uh, I don't even talk shit. It, it can be though, you know. Uh, yeah, carry on playing with your fucking aliens with the magic weird. of snap. yeah, you fucking weird alien. With the magic <laughs> of snap mode, you can snap in any song. Onto <laughs> exactly, you can snap in whatever Xbox you wish. Fire. Exactly. And it really suits. Actually, to be fair, music in this game is fantastic. It really does, um, you know, create the scene quite well. Um, really memorable um, fighting music. Uh, and again, even like little things where like you're walking around um, like the market towns and things like that. And it's almost like it feels like you're in that time period. It does everything that it, you expect it to do. And it's a well-rounded game. So... Again, God, it was free. Pardon? I just get a room with it. I will. Um, yeah. But yeah, genuinely for free. Seeing as I didn't pay for it, um, you did. It's really good. Well, yeah, I did with my monthly subscription. But you know, um, I, I actually played it a while back. Um, I was surprised. Still not as good as Shadow of Rome, though. No, exactly. I did keep comparing it to Shadow of Rome in my head. Yeah. thinking that oh this is good but it reminds me of that mission in shadow of rome i think and again, plays, yeah. especially the sneaking mission i was yeah. sitting there going this is good but not as good as the sneaking mission in shadow of rome um and even the executions they you know the criticism is that you know even though even when i improved the executions to like the maximum they weren't varied enough it got very boring after a while and it was just cinematic kill after cinematic kill and you know i just it's just like that's the one thing that I think you should be able to choose your execution mm-hmm. and at least say, you know, therefore there's a bit of variety and, you know, you can actually see because there's about 40 executions in the game and I must have seen about six of them because yeah. you need, like, there's so, like, the criteria to actually, it's like the fatalities in Mortal Kombat 2. Like, there's so much criteria here yeah. for it to be perfect for this execution to happen. It's just like, oh, it has to be on heavy. He has to have, you know, he has to hit at least a four perfect combo. And it has to be on his side with, you know, two steps behind. And it's shit like, and you go, oh, this is never going to happen. Um, yeah, cause even if I try, it, yeah. it's not going to happen. So I just think for me, uh, it's realism works against it. I think with Shadow and Rome, with the tigers and stuff like yeah. that, throwing spears through people, yeah. it just like gladiator the film it's sort of that hyper realism where it just feels like you're just smashing the hell out of people i didn't really get that feel from it but i still enjoyed the game and a fun fact is that it started life as a connect title for the xbox one yeah 2.0 so if you look back to early free footage you'll see that it did start off as a connect game in first and they realise that this is not going to work. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to play a Kinect game. <laughs> yeah. Apart from Gareth. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he fucking loves motion controls. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then I've uh, moved on this week to a Sherlock Holmes game, uh, which is a point-and-click mystery solver. Is which it based again, on the Guy Ritchie films? 
No, it's not actually. Oh, it's based it. off of the books. So oh, it follows books. Did someone it must follows, have read Yeah, it follows the original books. I only know this because it tells you it <laughs> in one of the bits like fun facts in the loading screen. <laughs> it's a point and click, it's not the sexiest of genres, is it? Yeah, it's like a point and click mystery and you know, you you walk around but it's a bit like LA Noir where like, you know, you get all the pieces of the puzzle and you join it together. But it is quite good actually when it comes to the um you know, the actual solving the crime. Yeah. There's about if depending on how you put the pieces of the puzzle together and the clues in which you've adapted, there's about four different outcomes. And it is quite good where you sit there and just go Two of them are usually bullshit, and you sit there and go, well, it's definitely not those. Um, But there are two of them where you can sit there and go, well, it could actually be either one. And you do have to pay attention to what people have told you. You do have to actually read through the dialect and, you know, all the dialogues and all the, you know, clues that you picked up to try and figure out the correct answer. So it is is a good, you know, it's a good game. You know, a couple of hours spent on that per chapter. So, you know, it's not bad. But like I said... Out of curiosity, yep. what are the other games you passed up to play this Sherlock Holmes game? Um, quite honestly, I've got... They're like... Oh, I can't remember what it's called. There's a castle defence game, I've forgotten the name of it. There's something called like Costume Warriors, where... Costume like Quest. A... That's it, Costume Quest. Um, Guacamole. <laughs> the other one is actually quite good, whatever it's called, the castle defence. Yeah, what it's called now. I actually got it. I bought it. Castle, castle. Castle crashes. What's it called? No, no, it's not castle crashes. Tell you what, Dave, come on, tell them what it's called. I'm getting out now. Here he goes. No, the game. My Xbox, not my Willy. Okay. No, it does go if you laugh, but he does sometimes. He does. Yeah, without without question, it just pops up. Bang. Um, Hang on. My kids were like, oh, (gasps) yeah. Fucking Xbox. Um, That's how you turn it on, the Xbox One. <laughs> yeah, I swear it. He's <laughs> going, yeah. oh yeah. Question, quest. Where is this? Um, so, yeah, Rob. Um, I've got some 360 cards. To- so, I've got Beyond Good and Evil, which yeah. I thought, no, I can't remember. Caution Quest. Um, Dying Light, which I think is a demo. I don't think that's... Oh, I love Dying Light. I don't feel about the human angle. element. It's all about Pavel Blaschak's score. Yeah, I like remember that. that. I do. Uh, Goat Simulator, Gareth, which I'm Way. sure... Oh, he loves that. you got to love that. Hand of Fate, which is like a card game. Oh, which fuck that. Gareth loves him. Um, How to Survive, Stormwarning yeah. Edition. Uh, uh, Killer Instinct, Castle Storm. Uh, is it Castle Storm? I think it is. It's like a cross between Angry Birds and like Tower Defense. Yeah. Really good. I liked it. So yeah, there's games like Monkey Island which I've got left to, left to play. I've got Outlast which I'm not really a fan of. I've played it for a bit. Um, and then again, Sunset Overdrive. Not really interested. No. Um, and then I've got the Walking Dead series to do. Go on, Dave. Season 1 and Season 2. What's really interesting about the Walking Dead series is that you think it's going to be about the zombies, but actually the real threat is the humans in this zombie world. And you you won't necessarily realise that, Dave, until halfway through. 
Yeah. And it's dawn on you. I remember, see, the thing is, yeah, is that with season one, I played, well, I watched my younger brother play it before I left in London. Um, and, yeah, so I've kind of spoiled half the choices for myself because I know what happens. <laughs> and I feel like getting I married. what happens on the second half. <laughs> so I don't know whether I really want to sit through four hours of the game, which I've already seen, yeah. <laughs> just to see what the next bit is. Um, but, yeah, and then I've got, like, Thief and like XCOM but I'm not very good at XCOM I thought though I do have a few games to play never be careful when it came to lists <laughs> but, but he did like, ask he, he did ask you know we didn't ask what was on your Xbox hard drive no he said what other games did you have before choosing the Sherlock Holmes game so oh, I okay. thought I'd just give him the whole fucking selection because he's put go down for your, go for your browser history now uh, okay then um, Rob's yeah. mum comes up <laughs> way <right time. laughs> I bet she does uh, yeah yeah but yeah no um, but yeah Rise Son of Rome quite good not as good as Shadow of Rome or um, oh, what have you been playing here we go <clears throat> <laughs> I've had quite because I've had two weeks off haven't I you know what I'm like I went to work that last week but the last two weeks were spent just having a gaming orgy, which... Yeah, quite literally. Quite literally. Uh, I was planning on spending the time to play Yakuza Z- Zero. Yes. Which is a, a beautiful game, as we all know. Um, but actually, I bought Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, because it came out at a similar time as Zelda, um, mm. and everyone was masturbating over Zelda, but there was also <laughs> a lot of love for Horizon Zero Dawn, and even though people were saying that, you know, Zelda marked the new start of gaming uh, and, you know, everything resets from here, it still kind of held its own. It still got very high uh, review scores. So this would have been with people simultaneously playing that next to Zelda. So, you know, from everything that I've, I've played of it, I can't imagine Zelda being that much better than it. And obviously, judging by review scores, it's not. Um, but you played at the the part of Aloy, who's kind of an outcast from her tribe. And you don't necessarily understand why at first. And the story's set in a futuristic Earth. It looks like the Stone Age times, but it's just because humans have had to revert back to that because of the natural disaster that we created ourselves. Um, you still see remnants of the old age, like burnt-out cars and stuff like that, but uh, I'd say largely the world has been retaken back by nature. And around that, there are these robotic dinosaurs and sort of robotic life that have sprung up. And no one really knows why they're kind of evolving and who's making them. And that is half of your um, journey is to discover where these robots are coming from, why they're now the way they are, why they're so aggressive and why they attack people. Because before they were kind of used as not only weapons, but machines to help humans. Uh, So they've kind of taken over the earth. Uh, as it is and you know you start off with the small ones which are watchers that kind of observe the area for the other dinosaurs and they kind of communicate with each other these robots and you can see that some are sort of modeled on birds crocodiles tyrannosaurus rex and things like that and i'm playing it on a harder difficulty so you kind of have to use all of your um weapons and traps to get the best out of sort of what you've got because some of the enemies can be quite difficult uh you can shoot weapons off of these t- uh, t-rex 
So if they've got like laser cannons on their head, you can shoot those off if you're accurate enough. Uh, you can also use their weapons against them. And they've got sort of places where they're more vulnerable. So if you damage the armor enough around there, you can. So it's all very tactical. It's not just kind of fire arrows at something until it falls down. You actually actually have to plan your attack and what you're going to do and how you're going to get to their vulnerable area. Well, if you um, shoot someone with arrows a bunch, they will fall down. <laughs> someone yeah the people okay. uh the people will but if you keep shooting um the the t- um, a gigantic metal t-rex with little arrows you're not going to get very far and that's what the game tries to do, do you have limited so ammo you do but you can craft arrows and oh, stuff yeah. like that so you never really find yourself there specialist arrows such as arrows that um attach to the um enemy and sort of emit an electric pulse which kind of shatters armour that's around it. Mm. Um, they're harder to make because they use more resources that you gather. Um, but the T-Rex, for example, if you're fighting it, because it's so big, um, you're going to want to take off its um, weapons first because literally it's got two machine guns on the front of its head, it's got a rocket launcher on its back, it's also got a disc launcher. So until you get rid of those, you don't really have much chance. Then you need to get around the side of it and blow the like this the side of it off, um, and then that kind of exposes its core, and then you've mm. got to try and sort of shoot into that core. So you've got to be quite um, accurate, um, and you can do things like use your sling to sling uh, bombs up there, uh, sticky bombs and things like that. And it, it, it's just nice to to be able to actually go up against enemies where you have to use your mind, and it's kind of they know what their weak points are, so they're trying to keep them from you. But yeah. at the same time, you're trying to go for those weak points. Um, so, yeah, it's very clever the way it's done. And the way she moves and the way she she acts is very similar to Lara Croft in the Tomb Raider games. Um, obviously, she doesn't have any sort of guns or anything like that. Um, she has, like, the bow. There's something that's similar to a gun that kind of shoots out spikes, but this is not traditional weaponry. Why did guns just disappear? That's a good question, Gareth. <laughs> Convenience, <laughs> probably, mate. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, uh, they don't we're, have to explain everything. We're talking that it's hundreds of years in the future. I'm presuming that they kind of rotted or uh, became rusted. Yeah, because guns are made of, like, cabbage. Yeah, so they're made of metal, Gareth, which rusts. It doesn't, like, yeah. disappear, though. Even if she saw a gun, she probably wouldn't even know what it was, right? Okay. Haven't they um, forgotten what civilization used to be like, though? Yeah, they don't. They isn't, don't understand. Isn't that it. the whole? Yeah, they just <laughs> they're kind of like just confused about yeah. civilization as a whole, they're like about huh? how we used to live. Yeah. People, why? People don't just stop talking about things when something happens. There is that. There is that kind of that section of. Okay, uh, I'm not that far enough into the story yet to understand, but there was obviously a cut-off from humanity where the people that lived before have not been able to speak to the people that live after, if you get what I mean. Right, so, so it is a story it? thing. Yeah, so it's not okay. just something they've forgotten. It's kind of like <laughs> Fallout. You know, Fallout 4, where you remember the past, but no one else does. Right, I see. Because you were in that cryogenic freezer, and everyone else had, hadn't experienced what it was like before the nuclear blasts. Okay. So it's that sort of similar thing, but it's very hard to get me hooked on a game because I'm one of these people that I get quite frustrated or 
if something doesn't make sense, I can't go along with it and just ignore it. Um, mm. And I'm getting like that now. The older I get, if I'm going to play a game, it has to take my attention 100%, um, which this has. And it, it's just the graphics. The the world doesn't feel like an empty space that has felt like an afterthought. It doesn't feel like a Ubisoft by numbers or something like that, where you have to go to a tower to see what else is on the map and stuff like that. It does use some of those, but it's... I don't know how it manages to not make you feel too bored. I think it's because the areas are so expansive and they're so sort of varied in their approach. One minute you'll be in a massive desert with caverns, then you'll be in dense forest, then you'll be in snowy mountains, Mm. um, and then you'll be in a thunder and rainstorm. So there's not really any time to get bored with your surroundings. That's interesting because all the marketing for this game just shows that one, like, Plains of grass type area. Yeah, I was about to say, like open plains area where they, um, where you see like she climbs like the giraffe type, yeah, creature, and then she stares out onto the like humongous field. Yeah, I just assumed yeah. that was where the majority of the game would take place, but that's actually really interesting. But you know that he, her mother was involved somehow in the fall of humanity. Oh. It could be a mother, it could be a great-grandmother, it could be a great-great-grandmother. You don't know too much so far, but the story keeps you hooked. Um, I suppose it's kind of like that resource gathering, resource management. And when you're playing it on a hard hard difficulty, you really need to sort of gather your resources before going into battle with these big um, machines, as it were. You need to get the resources for your health, make sure you've got enough health potions uh, ready. And it's just an effortless game to play. There's no. It feels nice to just play a game that comes out that just isn't riddled with bugs or flaws that make you annoying. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it feels so complete and so well crafted that it really looks like Guerrilla Games have had the time to really invest and make it the best that it can be because, you know, it, it is a, it's a fantastic game and. I think with Final Fantasy, which I really enjoyed as well, I can imagine why some people could be angry with that. But between Final Fantasy and Horizon Zero Dawn, they're kind of like, I think, the games that other games are going to look to be now. Obviously, what? Zelda, I haven't played it. but yeah. What else have Gorilla done? Were they the Kill Zone people? Yeah, they were the Kill Zone people. Man, what a crazy swinging quality of game. Yes, that's it is, but like Fucking they said, with, um, what a U-turn. <laughs> with some games, it's like Killzone. I quite enjoyed Killzone 1 and 2. Sure, yeah. But I think yeah, yeah, but by the time you've got to Killzone 3 and Killzone Shadowfall, if you're working on the same shit all the time, yeah, probably. Um, it can get boring. And I think I think what it is, is when you give a... you got to imagine, they would, they've been working on Killzone since, I think it came out in 2004. So that's a that's a long time to be working on one franchise, and when you do get given the go ahead, all that passion and you know you've been given the chance to do something new, and you want to show what you can do, and it really feels like that's what it is. It's a game that they didn't just think they wanted to do in the last two years. It's a game that you know Sony have said, okay, when you finish Killzone Shadowfall, you can move on to something else. So it's like they've been developing it. Um, for a long time now, um, mm. and that, that it's, it's just been absolutely fantastic, and I've just really enjoyed playing it. 
Um, and they're playing Sonic Racing is Transformed. <laughs> oh, yeah, funny, isn't it? Let's all laugh. <laughs> Another wild swinging quality of game. <clears throat> I do love that. On the PS Vita. So I haven't been playing it. I, I completed it fully on the Xbox 360. Um, it's better than Mario Kart. It's, um, but you, Gareth, what? Play it. I'm not laughing at the game. Are you laughing at my enthusiasm for it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like split second. It's a game that really demands on the harder difficulty levels perfection. And while some people may think, oh, it's a childish game. Yeah, it could be on the easy setting, but on hard, it knows sort of that nostalgic fan base. You've got levels that are Jet Set Radio. You've got Shenmue characters. You've got Jet Set Radio, Crazy Taxi. You've got a level set on the Golden Axe um, universe. You're not going to get that for kids that are like 10 years old. So there is a level of depth in this game that is ridiculous. And the gameplay of it is so smooth and so the power, the drifting and stuff. It would be interesting for someone that likes Mario Kart, such as Gareth, to actually give it a go and to see what it's like because I would like to hear someone that's a Mario Kart fan say what they think of it, because I'm not necessarily a Mario Kart fan, but it's the only real game like that that's managed to take my attention, because it's got quite a... It's got a real skill level to it. You know, you know, Mario Kart probably has as well. I've, I've not played Mario Kart um, seriously for a while, though. Yeah, but what I'm saying is... This game is... Sometimes you'll get games that just go past you and you, you, you probably wouldn't pay it a second thought and it's definitely one of those. Um, but I picked it... I played the demo uh, one day and I was like, hang on, there's something about this because I'm quite good at seeing... I don't know, maybe I'm like Neo from The Matrix so I can see deep into the code and see... But if there's some, there's a gameplay mechanic in there that is easy to play but tough to master. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people that will want to play it. And just a quick say, like, if anyone out there has never thought of giving it a go and you're a Sega fan, just do yourself a favour and, and give it a go. Um, Hitman I gave up on, guys. I know you loved it, Dave. Yeah. But it was just... I couldn't get my head around sort of how big the levels were. I think, yeah, it does take... It is daunting. Like, again, I... I recently went back and just did try to like hundred percent some of the missions and just remembering just like like I think I can't remember it's like the last the Hokkaido mission when you're in the hospital. Yeah. And I'm just like holy shit, like I, I keep forgetting like how Many convoluted yeah. this um like half of these um like, you know, missions are or like yeah. these these pathways <clears throat> and like you do end up just feeling just a little bit lost and sometimes you're just like I, I do need that little bit extra bit of help and you know I'll so yeah I do understand I, I understand that it, it can be daunting for literally everyone involved um, and, and half of the problem for me is that what I found hard to, to take in is it's a lot of trial and error and a lot of yeah. playing the level over and over and over again and I'm kind of the type of person that, you know, you're supposed to be one of the best hitmen in the world and there's no planning behind it. <laughs> it's there's, well there's, true. 
Because surely yeah. you, would, you would survey the area, you would plan your hit, you would get all the information and stuff. You wouldn't just go there and try and make it up on the fly as you were there. And that's what I think a lot of it was for me, where I was just, I was doing the second level because I'd completed Paris because I went back to it and I just did it. I didn't do it the best I could have, but I just wanted to get out of that level because it was just yeah hurting my mind. <laughs> and I started the game and I was like, okay, so I've got uh, the ability to put hide a sniper rifle in one of the villas. So I get there and I try and make my way to the villa. And this is on the outskirts of the town that's not even in the area where there's that guy creating the virus. Yeah. So this isn't Paris, got... this is the level after. This is yeah. the level after. Yeah. So I've got this sniper rifle on my back and I'm like, okay, I've got a sniper <laughs> rifle, but why have I got the sniper rifle? Like, I know there's going to have to be an opportunity to use it, yeah. but it's not clear to me right now. So I try and climb up on top of the building to get surveillance of what's going on. And then a new thing starts happening where there's this waiter that's starting his new date, his job, having an argument with his girlfriend, and that's an opportunity that's presented itself. I no longer need this sniper rifle if I'm going to follow him. <laughs> Right, so it is a bit like yeah, you need to go. I know what you mean. Is that there's a lot of prep, like with 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 other um, with other Hitman games, it's kind of like you you knew what you were gonna do beforehand. Um, yeah. But it does like the first time you go in there, you do just kind of just wing it, and then you start learning where the opportunities are and what sort of things. So I ended up planning to do that style of execution. So like you said, when you're in the army base and you can kill two people with the um it's like with like you can malfunction the vehicle ramming yeah. um, device and i was just like surely this is the most because how you do it is yeah because i was thinking right if i fucking break it if i break the switch someone else is going to press it yeah so i broke the switch <laughs> and as they were standing there talking like in front of this fucking ram and i'm sitting there going right so is someone gonna like fix it and break it because the, she's talking to me. Like, you yeah. know, I've, I've disguised myself as one of the, like, soldiers. And I was just like, okay then. So I saved it and I went, okay, I'm just going to wing this one. So I do the, the the trial event again. And then as she's talking to me, I just casually walk over to this button and press it in front of fucking everyone. <laughs> it kills them all. I walk away and nobody gives a shit. And I was yeah. like, okay, now I'm feeling a bit like... Ugh. And I think that's you, the problem. You've kind I of never, broken yeah. it now because, you know, if you break... The, and again, that might be a glitch on my game. If you break the switch, someone must come and fix it. But it might just have been a glitch on my game. But you sit there and you just go, so do I seriously have to press this button? Because, yeah. like, that that doesn't seem... Like, what's the point? I might as well just shoot them all in the head and fucking walk off. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, again, the same mission. Like, you can put the um, bomb in the guy's watch, and that was quite fun. Um... But I pressed it. I, I called it too soon. Yeah. So I called it, and then the whole base went into fucking shutdown, and everyone was in like, everyone was in their bunkers. Like nobody came out, and I was literally the only one walking around, just like, how am I going to get the time. other two? Yeah. <laughs> how am I going to get the other get two victims? Down, I managed to get down into the secret bunker where they're developing the virus. Yeah, and I was kind of just tentatively walking around, and I got a hazmat suit, and then I went into the the area, and I sort of decompressed the. Tr but I didn't really know what I was doing at any point. Yeah, it was just oh, okay. So should I do this next? And 
fiddling about and then I can see it working as it was originally intended as single downloadable games levels and if you really enjoyed that and you were a fan you could get more and more but as a whole package it was strange that it didn't feel right it didn't feel like a natural game progression to just keep fucking up over and over and over again to find the best route and then do it because you know when you're a hitman you just want to feel like a badass and in blood money even though you know things were going on you could manage it you knew what was going on you could see what was going on you could survey the area whereas here it's very hard to I think, like you said, there is a bit, like, as individual episodes, you do have to do, like, a bit of detective work by going into, first of all, like, doing the mission, but then looking at the, like, the feats and looking at the challenges and working out which one goes where and going, oh, right, so, uh, like, saying Paris, oh, right, so I've got to make the, um, the fashion show director... If I make him sick, yeah, uh, maybe then what's his name will come out on stage and things that like you you kind of have to put things together yourself. Yeah. And I understand like what you're saying, like as a single episode that would make sense, but as a whole game, I can see how that gets lost. I did yeah. enjoy it. I think I, but again, I, I it's not a long game. It's not a long session that I play it for. It's like a two-hour session, and I'm done. And then I'll come yeah, back. Yeah, because like you say, you can later. make him sick. You can make him feel sick, but to what end? Yeah. It's only when exactly. you make him sick that then you then realise why you made him sick. It wasn't like I'm going yeah. to make him sick because the pieces I want aren't to do clear. This. Like you said, it's not a clear like narrative straight no. off the bat. It's like you kind of like you said, oh, I'm I'm the best hitman in the world, yeah. but if I make him sick, I hope to fuck that that then you know Does something yes. puts this chain of events in place or things like that, and you know I really hope that if I, you know, strangle this person in this cupboard, no one's gonna find. Did you ever yeah. play Hitman Two? Yeah. yeah. So the first level of that game, there's like. You start it's off villa, and it's just, isn't it? yeah, it's a villa and there's loads of shit going on, and there's a yeah. guy delivering flowers, and the first time you think to yourself like I'm gonna be that guy, and you find yeah. out you can hide a yeah, gun in remember. the flowers, yeah. and it's like yeah. oh man, just for that shit you figure out on your own like it's completely That's gone from this newest hit. Man. I do that because I want to smuggle yeah. my gun onto the premises. Yeah. yeah. And even like you said in Hitman Blood Money, the, the the mission that I remember so fondly is the birthday. Um, the birthday party mission and you yeah. have to steal the microfilm from the woman's necklace and you have to assassinate um the cartel leader and yeah. it is one of the most like diverse missions in the whole hitman franchise because you can quite literally you can disguise yourself as a clown you can you know assassinate the runner like me is that and, the one with the barbecue and stuff like that? Yes, the, the one with the barbecue yeah. and like yeah, you can you can change the fuel pumps. Um, yeah, exactly. So the propane you know why tank. you're doing it, isn't it? So, so, so the propane it. tank leads to the grilling section. So when she turns on the grill, Bang. it blows up in her face and like she flies into the swimming pool. Or, like and you know you, why uh, you're doing it? Yeah, but you go up into like say you go up into the treehouse and you pick up the tranquilizer gun and then you um you put the dog to sleep so he doesn't bark. Yeah. And then I remember me and Michael, we we did the sniper mission. So there was the achievement that you had to do um, sniper assassin on all the maps. And then that one was the hardest one because we kept on. We 
knocked out the surveillance cameras. We knocked out the people looking at the surveillance cameras. We knocked out the runner. Yeah, uh, you could literally take the piss. And then you were the best to start assessing. Yeah, but that's the world. it. Like, like you knocked everyone out. Yeah, you pulled out your sniper rifle. You you hucked up it or saying you you lied down and waited for um, the cartel leader to sit into his little um, his little office in the neighbor's garage, and you just waited there, and then you shot him. And then we kept getting seen, and everyone just lost their shit, and we were just like, yeah. "Who who are we getting seen by? Do you know who we got saw by? The fucking granny who was <laughs> over the road, and she she's peering through the curtain." And so, you know... That's what they do. <laughs> and again, we had to add, like... But it's like little things like that, where you sit there and you go, like, the game was so good that yeah, it had a nosy neighbour programmed into the game. That, yeah. you know, that you shot... You you assassinated someone in his front garden and the nosy neighbour called the cops. <laughs> like, yeah. come on. Like, that's hilarious. To the point, yeah, where we got a hammer and we just, like, fucking assassinated. <laughs> Smashed her face. <laughs> yeah. I remember Michael getting so annoyed that he just kicked down her door and then threw a hammer into her head. And then just yeah. walked off. But, like, you know. But it's things like that that you remember so fondly that, you, like you said before, you worked out yourself. But in this game, it's it's either too much hand-holding because you can't link it together. There's no, only There's only four... There's only two or three like scenarios in the whole twelve on offer, which you sit there and just go, "I can see where this goes," but yeah. most of the time I, I'm just relying on the um, like the guidance system to tell me yeah. what to do next, and I'm sitting there just going, "I don't know what I'm doing. Why do I need to like that's not the Definitely. most thing for me." But Definitely. again, I still enjoyed it. I just think you know, for the next series, there's there's certain things that need to be improved, and I think that's what they need to get back in the game is that. You need to make things slightly more obvious so that we can work it out. And you know, well, that's it. It's like joining the auction in the Paris level. Oh, There's I an don't... auction going on upstairs. But yeah. why? Why? Do... And I'm aware that I have, I can do that. But to what end? Yeah, because it. And honestly, joining the auction, I thought, oh, this is going to relieve. Like, and when they said, like, because in the um, feats, it was like, um, have a private meeting with the woman. I've forgotten her name. Yeah. But I went, oh, this is this is why I'm doing it, so I can have a private meeting with her and I can yeah. assassinate her. But she comes and talks to you in your chair. And I'm like, yeah. so so why the fuck am I here? Like, yeah. oh, what's the difference? I might as well snuck up here up the drain pipe and just disguise myself as one of her guards. Like, I have yeah. more opportunities rather than going through the whole game, like going through all this palaver to find the invitation, to disguise myself as Mr. Reaper, to go upstairs... To do all of this, just to have a conversation, like there is, there's nothing there, like you said, that that really then opens up. Opportunities do not open themselves up to me, so you know it is. It's just that bit that needs improving. I still but, really enjoyed the game, though, despite. But all that's this it. Stuff. I still, but I think that's it. It's because I enjoyed it so much that I I noticed all of the things that need improving, and it's a positive criticism to say that I want the game to get better next time by adding all this stuff to it. Like you know, I don't want it just to stay the same. I want it to improve. I want it to add to the because it, it's taken a step in the correct direction. It's gone back to its roots. It's gone back to like the blood money. It's, you know where it should be, and yeah. it shouldn't it shouldn't return back to this. You know serialized format where you like in absolution where you spent half your time running away because it focused more on the storyline than it did the actual you know assassinations as it were but yeah see what happens 
for series two and see if it's uh see if any improvements are made really. There we go. Morning. Well, I think that's all we got time for today, Gareth. My love's just got through the door. Um, I'm gonna give her a bit of a loving kiss. Yeah, a bit of loving. Nothing wrong with that. And I'm gonna try and find the um, analog stick for my fucking Xbox Elite controller. <laughs> oh, excellent. So Did Dexter eat it? <laughs> that's what I'm starting to think, mate. Because you get like three different analog stick types. Like one yeah. of them is really long. I don't know why you'd ever want to use them. It's yeah, like I know. It with stilts <laughs> instead of analog sticks. And then there's ones that look like nipples, and then there's ones that are like the normal ones. Yeah. So and it's fallen off. They're just they're only held by a little magnet. Yeah, but I don't like like you said. I I don't know where the other two come in. Becky's handy. found it. It was in Dexter's pile. Oh, Becky so looked at it. it. And she was like brainwave, wouldn't you, Beck? I've seen I've that. Seen it. She's remembered seeing it. And I thought I picked it up and put it in that bowl, but you obviously just. Bet you're like a soothsayer. Absolutely amazing. Dex, you need to get down. Because... Yeah. Right then. Well, I'm going to go and put my analog stick. Do you want to do it, Bet? You do the honours. Go on. Treat yourself. Yeah. Put it back in the hole. <laughs> They're just not held on as tight as I would want for a 100 pound controller. Is it not as tight as you expected it to be? <laughs> Dave, look. People often say, oh, she's a slag. You feel like there's no feeling to it. But women with... It's a myth. You could get a woman that's barely set with anyone that's loose. And it's all to do with the hip structure. It's nothing to do with their vagina. Thanks for that, Rob. I think we should end it there. Right then. Well, thank you. Uh, Join us in another time when we get together. We just talk about games, don't we? That we enjoy it. That's all we We do. Love it. No one's going to get hurt. So let's carry on doing it. Until next time, goodbye. (laughs) Bye.